Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 31st of July 2021. And the title of this episode is Rights, Rights, Wrongs and Franchises. In the RPG Publisher Spotlight this month, we have Grognardia Games. And in the podcast last week, I talked about Magnetic Press Play and their forthcoming Carbon Grey RPG, their Call of Cthulhu deal and some anime conversions. We knew the system that Magnetic Press Play would be using, and surprisingly, it's the D6 system from West End Games. Now, I made a joke at the time about how I inferred that would mean a Call of Cthulhu D6 system, and how unexpected that was, and how the lawyers would surely be in touch if that wasn't the case. Well... Well, thankfully it wasn't a legal email, but I didn't get that entirely right. There is something Call of Cthulhu coming, but it won't be West End Games of D6 powered. Separately, we now know that Magnetic Press Play will use a variant called the D6 MV for Carbon Grey, but that won't be used for the Call of Cthulhu system, I think. And of course, that leads me to wonder what on earth the Call of Cthulhu partnership is. I am also super curious about what those anime conversions are. And I am talking to Magnetic Press Play's comms team. I have asked those questions. So let's see if I can unearth anything. Now, with only a rickety bridge between unearthing secrets to hidden layers, I realise that it's been a while since I'd shared any quirky stats from Geek Nata's competition surveys. So I prepared a write-up for the podcast. If you were a supervillain, where would you make your hidden lair? Well, I'll give you the top three in reverse order. Hidden in plain sight as an everyday office got 20% of the votes. Fortified inside an instinct volcano came in second place with 27.5% of the votes. But in first place, on a remote tropical island with 30% of the votes. That competition is closed, but I've reopened the survey, so if you want to you know, cast your vote, you can go to the blog. And I think a remote tropical island is a good choice, though. I mean, you get great weather on most remote tropical islands. Of course, you also get to be a sympathetic supervillain, because you can pull a Thanos by and claim that your actions are all to stop global warming. You know, you're pulling in capitalism and the accompanying pollution. After all, your tropical island is at risk of rising water levels. And again, kind of sticking with the theme, kind of stretching it, I want to briefly talk about the monkey. This week, I reviewed Andy Darby's Me and the Monkey, and I think it is entirely fair to assign some villain points to the monkey. After all, he did create a dimensional rift in Andy's spare room. Now, I reviewed The Hardback. It's a book based on a blog. And I would describe it as a mashup of The Laundry Files, and that's the tentacle horrors that come through the rift, and Fight Club. And in Fight Club, of course, there's that whole thing about finding exciting ways to embrace your inner self. Me and the Monkey is wonderfully illustrated too, and very scannable with all those short diary-style entries. But absolutely isn't for everyone. You will have to have a soft spot for strong-willed and non-mainstream characters. If you do like non-mainstream characters, anti-hero characters, 
then you're probably already into the world of darkness. And one of the least talked about but innovative companies in that franchise is By Night Studios. They're the company that looks after Mind's Eye Theatre, or at least the current World of Darkness LARPing. This week, By Night Studios released two loot box options. Now, regular listeners will know how much I like to speculate on the business side of the tabletop hobby. I remember when tabletop gaming was much less popular, and it struggled. And part of my interest in the money side of things is my interest in keeping the hobby going strong. Therefore, I hope these loot coffins work. But they're not cheap. $50 and $100 a month. However, By Night Studios promise that each month delivers more retail value in each box than you've paid. You also get in-store credit and access to the team to talk shop. The hobby is doing much better these days. The theme of last week's podcast was the business pressure that that might be creating for Wizards of the Coast after all. This week, I can point to evidence of Watsy signing new deals outside the US. The fashionable retailer ASOS here in the UK has their own in-house designed D&D t-shirt. Well, okay, it doesn't say D&D on the t-shirt, unlike the Zabby deal, had Tiamat, and it could be mistaken for a heavy metal t-shirt. However, the page clearly says it's a D&D t-shirt. I hope I'm not flirting with franchise holders emailing me to ask for a correction again. However, I bring it up to highlight just how mainstream D&D is getting and what that might mean for franchises. Another example of innovation and money is from Chaosium with their Call of Cthulhu deal with Vive. That's one that sells NFTs and the deal has NFTs of Mythos art. I know, I know, NFTs have a bad rap. They enable digital assets to be sold as unique and original. And sometimes artists have been cut from that revenue stream in ways that would seem unfair. But I trust Chaosium wouldn't do that. A more traditional approach to growing a tabletop business is by diversification. And here is a no-brainer for you. WizKids has expanded into that neoprene-like battle mats area. They have a new range coming, which will be branded D&D Icons of the Realms. But that's not the huge WizKid news. The huge news is that WizKids are getting into paint. You will be able to buy D&D branded paint called Prismatic Paint. Now, are they taking on Games Workshop? Yes, but no. The WizKids pitch is that these paints will be for newbies and the curious. They've partnered with a specialist called Valjeo to make sure these paints are as affordable as possible. But I think the D&D logo on the pot make them a power player immediately. People are going to reach for these on the shelf. And that's not all. WizKids is also getting into sprue miniatures. The range will be called Frameworks. Now, I'm a total idiot when it comes to minis. I have no skill. I have no time. I have no space for it. I have nothing that enables me to get the best out of unpainted, unassembled minis that I would find on sprues. And I like WizKids for all their pre-painted and complete models. Frameworks is clearly pitched at more expert audiences. There's no chance to obscure just how much more of a head-on fight these minis are with the more established model makers of that variety in the market. These sprues aren't branded D&D though. In fact, WizKids was quick to mention Pathfinder and Game Agnostic. It just so happens 
that they do have a partnership with Wizards of the Coast to run dndminis.com. I can only assume we won't be seeing any frameworks kits on that site. None of this is to say that Wizards of the Coast aren't doing tabletop stuff or are entirely distracted by franchise deals. The Magic the Gathering and the Forgotten Realms crossover is powering ahead. From Kai and Depth is the latest of several free inventions from Watsi designed to bring Magic players into D&D. And I think the collection so far is an excellent illustration of what's possible with a Marvel-like metaverse from coming from Wizards of the Coast around D&D and Magic. Now, in contrast, there are companies with far less commercial pressure and who concentrate on doing quality games for pleasure. Massive Press, the company behind Lancer, and Tom Parkinson Morgan spring to mind. Tom's latest RPG is out for free as a playtest. The game is called Icon and is inspired by the sweeping Vista anime. And it has a Lancer tactical and narrative mode aspect to it as well. Also in gaming news and in new releases, Cubicle 7 released the Doctor Who RPG 2nd edition this week. That is, it's out as a PDF. And I don't know what this means for the physical book or the good-looking Colette's edition. That's the one that looks like a TARDIS. I had guessed that if the Colette's edition was to be exclusive, then it would need something to be exclusive too. So surely that would make a Kickstarter a prime candidate. It's not, not impossible, I guess. A, a Kickstarter for just physical books is a thing. One X Path does it all the time. And I think the timing to this was a fluke, and it's either awful timing or it falls into the no publicity is bad publicity category of news. But the very day Doctor Who's second edition was released, with the 13th Doctor on their front cover, the BBC announced that Jodie Whittaker, who plays 13, would leave the show next year and Chris Chibnall is going with her. There's also a season trailer out, and it looks like we're moving back to that series-long story model. I approve. Stargate isn't as old as Doctor Who when it comes to sci-fi classics, but I think it counts as a sci-fi classic. Wyvern Gaming's Stargate 5e is out for Kickstarter backers. I have a PDF copy. I've played it. And I'm glad I played it, because, well, it needs to be played to be fully understood. When I tell people that there's a new Stargate RPG powered by D&D's 5e, I often get eye rolls. People don't think 5e is a sound system for Stargate. People don't want the D&D system applied to Stargate. Fair enough. I think these assessments are at best classified as personal opinions, and therefore they can't be wrong. However, let me tell you that Stargate makes substantial additions to the game. In fact, it's a bit like having two systems running in parallel at times. And as a result, it's much less newbie-friendly. But I don't think it feels like D&D at all. It feels like a new sci-fi system. Now, there's one competition to get to and a small army of bundle deals. So let's bring all those good news forward before signing off. First up, there's Fire Ruby's Designs, who have that UK OSR-style delight of Warlock in the bundle of holding. At Humble Bundle, two British charities benefit from Rebellion, bringing a host of 2000 AD and Dread comics to it. Internationally, there's the RPG Heroes deal, which has computer games like Delver going for less than a buck. Also, in Humble, there's a huge Starfinder deal. It includes some physical goods, such as the Beginner's Box. Watch for the shipping, though. <laughs> 
The last bundle, but not the least, is from the DMs Guild and D&D Creators. It's for the USA charity No Kids Hungry. And you will get nearly $200 worth of 5e content for $20. Finally, the competition is for a softback copy of the core RPG for GMD. There's a survey to enter if you want to win, provided you have a UK mail address. But I suspect you already guessed that. And on that note, let's wrap there. Keep safe, make friends with aliens, and we'll see you next week.